0: welcome back to the pod it's jazz here with danny danny welcome back
1: i jazz it's a bit cold in sydney i don't like winter very much so um sydney houses are not designed for the winter
0: it's a little bit cold in the stock markets as well uh, it is there's, there's a there's a quite quite a chill
1: breeze blowing through all markets at the moment
0: true very true yeah so danny we are almost at the end of q2 a lot of the things that we discussed over the um uh, towards the start of the year have played out um where do you see now that we are we are half uh, half the innings is over for the year where do you see this game heading for the rest of the year and kind of next year as well maybe uh, okay. based on what's going on
1: Okay, so predominantly I'll talk around uh, the US markets and then we can bring it back to Australia. Uh, And that's largely to do with the fact that the Federal Reserve and what they do has such a dramatic impact on the rest of the world and also on the US dollar, which is also affecting every other currency at this point in time. So you're right. um, Markets have really struggled this year. Uh, they've basically been breaking records in terms of the falls in both the bond and the equity markets, which is quite unusual because normally when you get equity markets falling, the bond market usually performs better, but not this time around because you've had a bull market for 40 years in the bond markets. And this is the first time in a very long time that we've had such high inflation. And everybody is probably aware that, The US inflation rate, the most recent reading, was 8.6%. So it was higher than expected in Australia, 5%. The RBA is expecting inflation in Australia to get to 7% by the end of the year. And the Federal Reserve is obviously now deeply, deeply concerned by the ongoing increases in inflation in the US. And it all goes back to what happened in previous periods, particularly people are most concerned about the 1970s, and no central banker wants to go down in history as the central banker that let the inflation genie out of the bottle, because once inflation is out of the bottle, it's very hard to get it back in. And -hmm. that's where we're currently at at the moment. So if you go back to Economics 101, The Federal Reserve, the central banks, don't have a lot of tools in their box except to change the cash rate or the federal funds rate. They can't necessarily control the bond markets. They can't necessarily control the equity markets. All they can do is push up the cash rates and they can also shrink their balance sheets. So as you may be aware, in post the March 2020 COVID crash, The Federal Reserve boosted huge amounts of liquidity into the system and expanded their balance sheet greatly. So now they're in the process of twofold, two things. They're contracting their balance sheet by possibly Mm. up to $2 trillion, um, and they're also raising their Fed funds rate. Mm -hmm. So the dual impact of that is to basically raise the cost of finance uh, and the cost of capital, and you're seeing mortgage rates have doubled in the US. Mm -hmm. You're seeing the cost of uh, financing for cars going up. Mm -hmm. And you're also seeing this withdrawal of liquidity as they shrink their balance sheet. Mm -hmm. So if we look at the cost of capital going up, what they're basically trying to do is make it harder for the consumer to consume because this inflation has been brought about, and I'm sure your listeners are well aware, out of the supply chain problems that first came out of the pandemic and Mm -hmm. have been exacerbated by the incursion of Ukraine, by Russia, the war there, and Mm -hmm. also the lockdowns in China. Now, governments and central banks can't fix supply problems quickly, Mm -hmm. but the only thing they can tackle is consumer demand. And actually bring down consumer demand, that is more in line with what supply is. And basically, what they end up doing is potentially uh, causing demand destruction. And you've seen it in the results of the quarterly results of Amazon, Target, Walmart over in the U.S., where you've seen these massive, massive inventory buildups. Is the consumer has said, no, we're not going to consume all that stuff that we did in lockdowns. We're possibly going to travel, although that will probably be the next shoe to drop because the cost of gasoline is so expensive. And basically, the, as consumer demand falls off, economic growth will slow. In both Australia and the US, the consumer represents about 50% of mm-hmm. GDP. So as you slow economic growth, hopefully, you will see inflation start to move down. But I think the concern at the moment is is that the central banks, the Fed, Australia, the ECB, Japan hasn't even moved, Mm. um, basically have been too slow to respond to inflation. Their view was that it was transitory and it was just supply chain related and it would resolve itself. And obviously the the war in Ukraine has caused the problems there, as has China. And the concern now is it's becoming stickier and becoming more embedded in expectations. Mm -hmm. And we saw the Fed move with their 75 basis point in the June meeting. It looks like they might go 75 in July as well. Mm -hmm. So they're really, really um, pushing very hard at the moment to slow everything down, even though they're saying they're not going to go into a recession.
0: Mm-hmm. There was a chart that I was looking at, and I wish I shared that chart with you, which was the earnings estimate progression for uh, 2022. Mm. It was actually published by Bloomberg. It's um, way too high. Yeah, it's sitting mm. at 10.5%. I know, it's crazy. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I think the expectations. So we've already had a large leg down in the markets, and it started at the beginning of um January, although if you listen to Mike Howell, who does Global Liquidity Analysts at Cross-Border Capital, and you can find him on Twitter or on LinkedIn, he said it started in December. Um, around, I think, December the 5th or the 15th from memory, and that's when, mm. by stealth, the Fed started to shrink their balance sheet. Mm. Uh, but the next leg to fall is basically earnings, and analysts are still way, way, way too bullish. I was listening to an economist called Stephanie Pomboy in America, and she was saying that the forecast for discretionary, uh, the discretionary... Um, Retailers in America, they've still got them going up 24% the earnings this year and 47% next year. Now, mm-hmm. in oh, sorry, no, in um 38% next year. Now, bearing in mind that they grew 47% last year, mm-hmm. that's like crazy numbers. So I think that you're looking at 10% earnings growth on the SP at the moment, 5% X energy those numbers will probably go to zero and then possibly negative. So the next shoe to drop in terms of um, the markets is basically earnings downgrades, which should start to come through in the June quarter. Earnings announcements are over in the US. Mm -hmm. And of course, if earnings are coming down, um, you're going to have to see the price of the shares come down. And even though the valuations on the shares have already come down, that's still on about 15 times prospective earnings, which is mm-hmm. too high. Mm-hmm. probably, if you're looking at a recessionary cycle, they should be closer to the, the market average about 12 to 13 times. Mm -hmm. So if you put all this in together, you're getting sort of anywhere between 3,200, 3,400 on the Mm S&P. And some people say it might go lower because it tends to overreact. So Mm -hmm. we're now looking at the next shoe, which is a recession in earnings and potentially a real economic recession. Mm -hmm. And um, if you look around, Europe's a disaster. I've just had um, a friend of mine who's Mm -hmm. been over in Europe and he's in wealth management and he said sentiment is just diabolically bad. In Australia, it's hard to appreciate how real the war is over there Mm -hmm. in Europe, how damaging it is to confidence, um, you've got real problems with what the ECB is going to do with inflation because you've got countries like Italy that have massive debt problems. And if they start to put up interest rates to fight mm-hmm. inflation, then do you start to see the euro cracking? Um, mm. So, UK's a mess, Europe's a mess. Um, China is slowing down. They're not easing at the moment because mm-hmm. they're trying to support the yuan. Because if you mm-hmm. haven't noticed, the US dollar is incredibly strong. Mm -hmm. And Michael Howell refers to this as the weaponizing of the US dollar Mm -hmm. because you bring the US dollars back to the US and you cause problems with the likes of for China, which again Mm -hmm. is sort of the geopolitical stuff that's going on behind the scenes. And um, America, if it's not in recession, some people feel it will be in the next month or two. And then obviously some other commentators are saying it'll take till the end of the year, if not the beginning of 2023. But don't underestimate the impact of falling asset prices. So Americans had $45 trillion invested in US stocks. So you've seen, you know, depending on what, where you've been weighted, you've seen anything from a 20 to a 35% fall in that valuation if you were sitting in in NASDAQ. Um, mm-hmm. You've seen, starting to see housing prices that will come under pressure. Mm-hmm. And then you can add cryptos to that as well. So the wealth... Mm-hmm decline the wealth erosion will feel feedback into the real economy as well so Mm. it's very hard to find a bullish picture unless okay unless suddenly they resolve the war in ukraine moment that looks highly unlikely Mm. Um, russia is probably going to continue to do everything it can to not only get what it wants out of ukraine but also to undermine europe Uh, The only other thing is that for whatever reason, you start to see a peaking or a slowing down in the the change in the rate of inflation. But from what I'm picking up, there's a genuine concern that it's just getting too stubborn. Mm. So at the moment, we're sitting very much risk off. It's about capital preservation. Um, there's no hurry to go in and buy necessarily. We haven't seen the bottom yet. And that's the genuine consensus with the exception of um, a house like JP Morgan, and I heard of another one, that is still bullish that you'll get the index up over, you know, up to 4,500, 4,700. But I don't know what's going to make that happen. The real concern is that the more the Fed gets more aggressive in terms of a withdrawing of liquidity, and raising interest rates that you start to get problems in the credit markets and or you get a hedge fund in trouble and we've seen in the past in 2020 2019 when the repo market and i'm not a complete specialist on this but the overnight rate went from from around zero to nine percent so mm-hmm. when the money markets become dysfunctional the fed has to step in so i think People are watching carefully to see how credit markets are doing. Is Mm -hmm. illiquidity starting to come in? Because the financial system is so big and there's so much debt that inevitably when you're withdrawing the liquidity and you're tightening, you're raising interest rates, it's going to cause stresses. Mm -hmm. And the concern is that you go into an event like March 2020 when things, the, the the plumbing in the system became dysfunctional or 2019. And I think sometimes people confuse that and they say that, you know, if the markets fall 20%, the Fed put comes in. Well, it's not really a Fed put because the markets fall and the Fed will only be concerned um in, in, in recent history, not previously, because Greenspan was far more responsive to falling markets, uh, is that you get plumbing, the, the plumbing in the system starts to break. And obviously that's disconcerting because nobody wants to move to a position where you had another banking crisis like 2008. Mm. So typically if you have a recession, the markets will fall by 30%. And if you have a banking crisis, they can go as much as fifty percent.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, the I don't have, unfortunately, I don't have a chart in front of me. But the from memory, when I last looked at the reverse repo, uh, was up quite a lot. Which, mm. which is essentially telling you that Stress. banks are not really. That it's a, it's the credit credit squeeze we are talking mm. over here. Basically, that the credit is going to squeeze, and we are seeing that firsthand. Mm. Uh, and hence. Uh, The stock markets are performing the way they're performing, I think.
1: Yeah, equities Um, are the last ones. They're kind of like, you know, the slowest on the block to move off. But obviously, if things get nasty, they're one of Mm. the first to go because they usually have liquidity. And, Mm. you know, if somebody's in trouble, there's a big margin call, or, you know, they've got problems, they'll just go and dump all their equities because usually you can get rid of them. Whereas Mm -hmm. you can't always find, you know, a buyer in some of the other markets.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So it is a problem. Apparently, the um, mortgage backed security market, I was listening to a podcast from about a week ago this morning, and apparently that's starting to look um, a little bit illiquid as well. So I just think investors need to be aware it's not the end of the world. The world, you know, will recover. It is just this moment in the cycle where you don't want to be taking lots of risk. And ultimately, I mean, Ray Dalio has a piece today saying that it'll have to go to stagflation. Well, nobody wants that. But he's basically saying that the central banks, the Fed, are going to have to tighten that much and growth slows down that much so that you won't have any growth. But ultimately, as Michael Howell says, this is, this is is the central banks are still driving the economies and it will eventually move back to QE and lowering interest rates. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you... It's just you've got to go through this phase, the down phase, to get to the up phase again.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was watching it. Was it wasn't last Friday or the Friday before when the MBPS market went uh, went without any bid. Uh, I think it was the Friday before where it went without any bid. Right. So, again, tells you the same story, pretty much. What we're talking about yeah,
1: here. yeah. All assets so. go down together now. That's mm-hmm. pretty much how it works, and you know nothing really is, you know, um, except the US dollar, US dollars clearly holding its value.
0: Well, the only reason that's holding its value, it's fair to say, is when all assets are going down, that means people are parking their money in cash. When you're parking your money in cash, the cash is going to be the US dollar because that's the king of the cash currency. Hence, uh, makes sense, I guess.
1: Yeah. And they're also raising rates more
0: aggressively than any, well. True. That's, you know. that's one of, that's one of the mm. other reasons. Mm. Uh, yeah, it
1: is. It's, it's still yeah. the defensive, the defensive asset that everybody goes to. We're not all buying Chinese Yuan just yet.
0: <laughs> that would be their CBDC, central bank digital currency whenever they uh, come up <laughs> with that. <laughs> um, so based on what we have discussed, Danny, mm-hmm. if as an investor, uh um, how would you invest your money in this market currently, I guess is a question, over the next 12 months?
1: Yeah, well, I guess it depends. See, I, 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 people have been a little bit critical of me because I've been quite bearish, as you know, Jazz, for quite a while. And I've been advocating that people have a lot of cash. And some people say, well, that's just silly. If you're young, you should just be, keep on averaging down. I think you have to be really careful what you're buying at the moment because we just don't know when you roll the dice what's going to happen. Okay, so to give you an example, in the 70s we didn't have streaming services, we didn't have subscription services. So what's going to happen this cycle when people go, oh my gosh, I've got to cut back on my discretionary expenditure. So what am I going to cut back on? Am I going to cut back on three of my subscriptions? Am I not going to upgrade the iPhone? Um, And this is the questions that we actually don't know the answers to. And I think this cycle is particularly tough because the price rises in energy and food that's flowing through the system Mm -hmm. is really affecting a lot of businesses and It's very hard to tell how it's going to play out. So for an example, normally you would buy the tobacco companies in a recession. Okay, so Mm -hmm. forget ethics and all of that. But normally that's a defensive Mm -hmm. because people will still smoke. They'll still smoke and they'll still try and basically Mm -hmm. consume alcohol. Um, But this time round, you're getting downgrades for some of them because they're going to cheaper brands cigarettes the lowest brand for example and i think that we just don't know how much of a soft landing or a hard landing like the severity of the recession that we may have to gauge the impact on company earnings and the most important thing for people to understand is that margins were at record record highs okay And there was, I think everyone's underestimated the pull forward in demand in 2020 and 2021. And in the same way, everyone has underestimated the pull forward in demand and the impact on margins it has. When you remove all the stimulus, when you raise interest rates, when the tide goes up, it's going to be more than anyone expected this time. So stock picking is very tricky um i would be most interested to see whether the likes of tesla which has had huge long lists waiting lists
0: Mm -hmm.
1: whether or not they're actually going to see demand start to falter because typically the people that buy those cars you would have thought um, Mm -hmm. are quite affluent because they're not the cheapest cars Mm -hmm. but eventually even they might just start to pull back on demand and judging by what Tesla's saying, what Elon Musk is saying, he's doing, cutting some employees. He's restructuring the business because they're being very much uh, hit like every other automotive company by rising input costs. Mm -hmm. So I think stock picking is really tricky. And I think at the moment you should wait for the data. You don't have to hurry. You don't have to race in and bottom fish. Uh, and you're going to see short, chart rallies. But even today, after we had that short covering rally in the US, it looks as though markets are already fading. Mm So really, I think you just want cash. You use rallies to sell the losers. And just remember, loss-making companies may not survive this cycle. Mm -hmm. We will see companies go under. And I think a lot of new investors don't realise that. Not all Mm -hmm. companies will survive. If they can't raise equity. Sorry, I wish I could be more upbeat. It really is a time to just literally, you know, if you've got your cash, you, 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 you know, and, and also, too, mortgage rates are going up, Jazz. Don't underestimate mm-hmm. what impact that's going to have here in Australia as well. Fine if you're on a fixed mortgage, but if you're rolling off it or you're on a variable, then people, even though they've put a lot of savings away, those savings will go to that component and i hear people whinging on twitter people that have money like filling up their cars i'm lucky i have a hybrid um, and i don't drive a lot so my you know to me it hasn't made that much difference Mm. um equally we have solar panels so again with the energy prices i'm not so impacted uh but i think that yeah it's 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 got a way to play out so it's not really a time to be brave and if you do want to be brave have some play money that you can afford to blow up the problem at the moment when you 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 see people still going oh you know it's time to buy the dip i I should be buying now and this that and the other normally when you get a bottom of a market you get people saying i'm never going to buy a share again in my life Mm. it's not as it's um, from a sentiment point of view, you haven't had that form of capitulation. There's a lot of bearishness, but there's still a lot of people saying, oh, well, I should be buying this, that, and the other. And the ones you've just got to be really careful of are the small caps, mm-hmm. the small to medium sized companies that are more vulnerable to cost rises. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, interesting. You mentioned about the uh, mortgage rates. I think that's going to create a fair bit of stress in the market. And that, a lot of that money uh, equity gets used to play or invest in the stock markets as well. So uh, with the rates rising, I think that's going to have um, people, people are going to see a bit of a mortgage stress out there in my opinion.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah. And if they've been using, if they've, you know, took took more, you know, loan out over their equity to put in the share market, my gosh, well, youth, that's not the type of margin loan you want. Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. Okay. Thanks, Danny. My followers. <laughs> <Bye always. laughs>
1: uh, Thanks for being the Grim Reaper. No, I'm only the Messenger.
0: <laughs> we only showed the messenger?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you know, I, I, I wish it could be more upbeat, but you know, it's it is what it is, and it's a cycle and it's a phase. And there are times to be brave and uh uh, this is just not one of them at the moment. So the best thing people can do is 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 probably just turn off a little bit from the markets for the moment, keep an eye out, have a look at the US earnings season, how it pans out. And then obviously we've got the Australian earnings season coming up in August. Mm-hmm. And um, the next the next to drop as well as housing is also just remember the commodity markets, they won't hold up.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Look, I appreciate your time. No problem, Uh, Jess. Thanks for jumping on. And I'm sure we'll get in touch soon again. Okay. uh, To see how the market plays (laughs) are. Okay, take care. To the the, the listeners, not a financial advice, do your own research. Play safe, safe, stay safe, and we will catch soon again.